Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. I feel like I sounded angry. <laughs> Just let it go. It's fine. I had like two scoops of sorbet with rosé in it and I'm lit. <laughs> there you go. Um, So a thing happened on television last week. It did happen, and I was alarmed. <laughs> I shouted at my TV screen at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock at night. That time is meaningless. It was late enough that my neighbors may have been disturbed. <laughs> but I'm not sorry. Surprised you didn't get, like, a wellness check or some shit. You know what? It's fine. Uh, so the thing that we are discussing is the season finale of season four, season four, season four, yeah, of Jane the Virgin, yes, and we tried to outsmart ourselves this time and only bring you the one segment instead of the two because we figured you probably don't need two hours of a feelings journey when you could only have one. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Feelings made that executive decision for us. <laughs> Captain Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we finally have a mascot. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Did you not pick that god so we're gonna talk about jane the virgin yep we're gonna talk about the shit that happened the shit they put us through and i guess we're gonna have some feelings probably <laughs> i'm gonna shout about how kirstie didn't follow my orders <laughs> kelsey's gonna get very upset at me i am so upset still <laughs> we're gonna fight it's gonna be okay oh it'll be fine and uh like generic spoiler warning i think yeah whatever don't, don't no not a whatever whatever just excuse like, me, me excuse we're me the, we're talking about a season finale you guys figure it out we have given you a few weeks so you should have caught up but if you haven't yet don't ruin it for yourselves on our behalf because we'll still be here when you're done yeah caught up it's worth it even though i spoiled it for kirstie <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about the difference in that experience, though. Oh, boy. Uh, just yeah. so many things to feel. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it begins. Uh, all right. I don't know where to start on this one. Um, Wait, can we start with a small gloat? That sure. This is the first recording in a long time that I haven't had to regulate the temperature in the hell closet. Oh my god! I know! It's the end of Ice Town for the season, maybe. It should be. You know, now that you mention it, I'm, my recording space is not quite the Ice Town that yours is. Uh, but I'm not wearing my blanket. See? Yeah. Things are happening. Things are happening. We're getting there, guys. Mm-hmm. This New England nonsense ain't gonna keep us down. No, sir. That means that you're, like, a month away from it being hell closet season instead. Right, right. <laughs> I'm enjoying it while it lasts. Yeah, right. <laughs> you get a precious bookend in the yep. transition seasons. Exactly. <laughs> that was a very good gloat. Anyway. Well, so so there's there's a lot that we could discuss because they packed a lot in and every character had a thing. But should we just start with the thing and... Get it out of the way, or should we come back to it? If we have any overall thoughts about the season. 
We could start there. Okay, that's probably... And then dive into the thing. The thing, yeah. Okay. Um... I don't know if you have any overall thoughts. I don't, really. This was my first season that I watched in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other three seasons I binged. And there's definitely a real difference between binging and watching in real time. And I think my preference, at least for this show, if not in general, still lies with binging. Yeah. I know we said at the end of season three that we were, like, not at all nervous about where season four was going to take us because we trust the show implicitly. Yeah. But I definitely had a few weeks here and there where I would get to the end of an episode and be like, ah, well, and I don't think that was really a reflection of, um, of like episode quality or storyline quality so much as it is that like when you have to sit on an ending, like a cliffhanger or whatever for a week and it just sits unresolved. Yeah. Like I don't like not, not having the ability to like continue the arc. Like I like to see the full thinking of the show for any given arc. I don't like having to like do this halting stop in the middle where I have to like wait to figure out where they're going with it. Yeah. And I think they obviously like very much value their binge viewers as well, because they have that deal with Netflix for this show. Right. That they put it up like the second the season's over. Right. So they, I think they think about that audience while they're building it as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a similar experience, like, it wasn't mind-blowing all of the time, Mm -hmm. but I didn't question it too much. Like, I wasn't nervous, necessarily, about where it was going. Yeah. They got got us good a few times. They sure did. I know you were, like, really into that hot, steamy kiss at the mid-season finale. Oh my god. We'll probably get into it, because I'm sure we'll talk about, like, Raphael feelings. Yeah. But... This show did something, several things to me that I didn't know could be done to me. But one of them was, like, that it maybe changed my mind about a story arc that I had very deeply entrenched feelings about. Isn't that wild? And I didn't even know it until it happened. And then I was like, oh, God, I'm not mad. Why am I not mad? Oh, no. (laughs) What happened? Oh, God, I'm liking this. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. And then that was my feeling for the rest of the season was like, I'm not angry. Why do I get something out of the storyline? I'm not supposed to get anything out of this because I didn't want this. I still didn't fully want it. I don't. I don't don't think I bought in as much as you bought in. I don't know that it was so much buy-in. As much as it was just, like, I didn't feel the need to fight it. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, like, there wasn't anything wrong with it happening. And they do a very good job of not... You're never, like, in Jane's point of view, but you always are taking her side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a good job of, like, when she's wronged, then it's, like, obvious whose side you're... You know what I mean? Right. I'm thinking of, like, Adam... Yeah, yeah. Being a dick. I was so happy that that's how that resolved, because I was never into Adam. No. I wasn't, like, mad that she dated him, but it also just, like, didn't seem necessary. Yeah. But I guess that was the whole point of that arc, huh? I think one of my least favorite things was giving him a narrator. Agreed. That was unnecessary. That was tough. I almost felt like there was something else, because it was only that one episode, right? Oh, you know what else pissed me off about him? What? The fucking song. The song. The romantical song was his song. Oh, yeah. That was some bullshit. Yeah, that was not great at all. <laughs> um, The narrator thing, though, I feel like must have come from, like, a a bigger plot that got scrapped. Yeah, it felt Either like... through writing or through editing, but they didn't scrap it all the way. So, like, it felt like this very, like, halting and complete thing they were trying to do. Yeah, it was like a weird bottle episode that wasn't actually a bottle episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange. It was strange. I definitely think there was something on the cutting room floor that, like, would have explained it. Yeah. 
Um, I loved Alba this season. Yes. I love her always, but she was really, really great this season. They gave her some stuff to work with other than, like, being religious. I know. It was so good. It's nice to see her getting to have some storylines other than just what her influence on Jane was. She gets to have a life. She gets to have a whole life. Like, she gets to be an entire human being. And a citizen. And a citizen! Aww. It's so good. It is. So, so good. What do you think of the season's Mateo? Oh, I thought he was great. Honestly, I kind of forgot that there was another Mateo. Because <laughs> when I first found out that that Mateo was going away, I was really sad. Yeah. But I love this Mateo. I'm, like, lukewarm on this one. Really? I think sometimes, like, whatever, he's a kid actor. You can't ask that much, but sometimes I feel like he's not very good at it. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't want to, like, burst his bubble. He's, like, five. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... I've seen better child actors. I've also seen worse child actors. We've all seen Harry Potter. (laughs) I don't know. There was something I found endearing about the fact that he was, like, kind of bad at acting, because that's kind of Mateo's whole deal, right? Is that he's, like, this very, like... (laughs) He's, like, this unassuming kid with no impulse control who's just, like, running around all the time. Right, right. He's, like, pretty average. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, sweet at the same time. And so I felt like it suited him in some ways that he wasn't, like, much of an actor because, like, that that kid as written is not much of an actor. I liked it when when he was placed next to Petra's kids. Like, that was when it shined. For sure. For sure. They're taking her kids in an interesting direction from where they left with her last season. What do you mean? Because... The whole thing with her kids last season is that she was, like, a perfect mom and her children were perfect. Right. And now it's like her kids are dicks. But they're still perfect, right? Except for the part where they're, like, dicks and they ruined everything for Mateo. Well, yeah, but that doesn't shock me. Like, ruined Mateo's life. It's fine. I mean, I don't think it's out of character or anything. I'm not no. saying they did anything wrong. I just would have imagined them, like, making them more angelic. Since the whole point was, like, Petra's a perfect mother. Gotcha. I think they're meant to be, like, mini Petras in every way. Right. That's definitely true. So. And, like, it made, letting them be dicks made some room for a little bit of storytelling with her where, like, she suddenly regrets raising them to be little her. Right. Right. So. Again, I trust them implicitly. So it's like. Yes. I want to call them out on the thing and yet I also see how they use the thing. Yeah. The thing I really didn't love was the cancer storyline. Yeah. And I haven't figured out, like, how that plays. Like, is there more that I'm missing? If there is, they didn't reveal it this season. It was a weird, like, four episodes and then it was done with. Yeah, I mean, I I suspect they're teeing it up to be something in season five and that like is scares me yeah in like a lot of different ways right right but i just in general i'm like really not okay with cancer storylines yeah it's just a little no i don't feel like i've seen a show yet that has like figured out how to use it that doesn't feel like an easy grab for emotions. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like there's other ways to build emotional stakes besides cancer and I feel like shows are not always good at that. I did feel like they showed parts of it that most shows don't. That's very true. Uh which was interesting but yeah, I agree that it just felt like an easy ploy and I was like, "Okay. Yeah. Great." Yeah. They were careful with it. Like, they treated it respectfully. Yeah. It yeah, didn't did. just feel like a sob story. So, like, I give them credit for that. But anytime a character suddenly shows up with cancer in a show, I'm just like, oh, no. Right. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I'm trying to think of, like, what else happened that was worth discussing. Did Raph have anything going on besides, like, 
Boning Jane. He had his parents that you really super hated. I'm so not okay it's with that. It's not over, I don't think. It's not over. I'm sure that's going to be like the driving force of season five. Um, I don't think that was only a red herring to get us to the finale. Right. I think there's still more story there. Yeah, I just... There's... It's so it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. Unorthodox families are very complicated to talk about and have feelings about. And every person feels differently about their unconventional family and about knowing, like, who their family is. So whatever. Yeah. I just... Did I, this one just didn't work for me? <laughs> you didn't they, think Jane just like forcing him to Google search his parents was the way to go so there? So uncomfortable. It yeah. made me so uncomfortable. And I know that like the whole thing is that Jane has weird feelings about family, in part because she didn't know who her father was, and like it comes from like that, and like everyone's got their baggage, and that's the whole point of the show, and whatever. Yeah. But it was just inappropriate, and you just you just never know what you're going to dig up when you go looking for lost family members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, it was, it's so insensitive. And I was like, Jane, do better. Like, be a better person. Like, Raphael can be a whole, complete human being without knowing who his biological parents were. Right. And then for it to all be tied up in, like, the rose stuff, and it was, ugh, ah, I don't know. It just, it felt really icky, and it made me really uncomfortable, and I might be a little too close to the situation. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a fair perspective. Yeah. It was just icky. Yeah. But Jane can often be a little icky. Yes. Because she's a steamroller. She sure is. <laughs> like, I love her and I'm rooting for her. But she can definitely try to talk people into so- some icky things from time to time. Yes. But she knows that sometimes. She knows. Every once in a while. Yeah. But. Is it bad that I'm kind of like, this is, it's bad. I'm kind <laughs> of over it with her being a writer. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just like, just start a blog or something, Jane. Just like, just don't blog. dick around and be like, I have writer's block. It was really irritating that we spent the whole season on just the writer's block. Yeah. I don't know what else they would have done with it in the meantime. Because, like, they're clearly building towards something based on her revelation that she wants to write this, like, giant multi-generational story. Well, what they're building towards is that the show is her book. Right. Which right. is not shocking to literally anyone except for apparently people on Twitter who were like, oh my god. Oh my god, all of the people who contribute to fan theory articles were like so excited about this. Like, was that not clear when they were doing chapters that were typewritten out? Yeah. Well, there's that. There's also the fact that the whole thing was only intended to be five seasons and the showrunner has said from the beginning that she knew exactly how it was going to end. So like... Like, the yeah. whole thing already had an arc and a structure, which means that she already had the format in mind, which means that the format was the book. Correct. Just trace the logic. Yes. <laughs> like, you can use media production to explain narrative format. Mm-hmm. What? Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> Catherine, are you out there? <laughs> I think if we say that the TV format is like an eight-hour movie, I think that's like the bat signal, and she'll come out and come find us. We just started a Twitter bot that just tweeted her that like every day on our handle. Oh, she would hate us so much. It would be really funny. Aww. <laughs> Guys, if you want to read about really good Jane the Virgin writing... In all seriousness, yes. look up our favorite hero, Catherine Van Arendonk, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> You've on Twitter, so sure, but also on, right on Vulture. <laughs> um, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, she. most of what we have to say about Jane the Virgin comes from Catherine, mm-hmm. TBH. Yeah. 
Should we get to the thing? Yeah, I guess. Let's let's talk about the thing. So before this season finale, the internet started getting really hype all at once and kind of saying the same party line to the point that I thought it was a PR scam. <laughs> Not scam. Until I figured out that it originated with Catherine and then Justin Baldoni blew it up on his Twitter and then all the other critics took it up and started passing it on. Yeah. So everyone just said, you have to watch this episode live. It's a big deal. Something huge is going to happen. Don't miss it. It's a big deal. Watch it live. Watch it live. Watch it live. Mm-hmm. At which point <laughs> I said, Kirsty, set up your goddamn TV. <laughs> With your antenna. You have no idea how complicated that is right now. Listen. It was important, and I said, watch it live so we can revel in our friendship together (laughs) when this exciting thing happens. Because Catherine said, you can't miss it, and you have to watch it live. And And I said, your friendship is not more important to me than my very cold basement floor. So fuck you. I will not set up my TV. (laughs) That's literally what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Your friendship means nothing to me. (laughs) No, because I'm going to have to run the antenna through the ceiling tiles. It's going to be a whole thing. Uh, And I'm just, and I don't even have a couch yet. But you could have put the TV upstairs for the night, temporarily. Oh my god, are you trying to carry a fucking TV up the stairs and then hook up the antenna and do the scan and find all the shit and then carry the TV back down the stairs? I'm pregnant! I would have done it for you! I can't even carry the laundry up the stairs, like... Your husband would have done it. No, he would not have. (laughs) Well, I'll have to take that up with him. My husband loves me very much, but there's a limit to everything. For some reason, the limit is the TV. <laughs> Damn it, I will have my way. Someday. Well, when I'm get, it'll get set up before I go on maternity leave. Oh, I, I know. I just haven't found a couch yet. Oh my god. It's very complicated. I've got so many stairs. I need a sleeper. There's just a lot happening. Don't you have Nothing an entry through your easy. garage into the basement? Yeah, but there's like a, a, like a, fuck, what are those things called? Um, Bulkhead. And so it makes it a specific height. So I have to find a couch that has the right dimensions to get in and out of that. Or it has to be prefab so it can be assembled in here and then sawed, sawed, sawn, sawed apart. Sawed, it's an ED. When we eventually want to remove it from the basement. And it's just, there's variables to consider. Listen. (laughs) You're going to call me and say I'm having a child and I'm going to show up with a fucking Ikea couch in my trunk. (laughs) And a cable box. (laughs) Oh my god, that that would be the most stressful, like, speed run through Ikea anyone has ever done. (laughs) I'm not not prepared to do it. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, I'll be in the birthing center, like, in the middle of active labor. You'll be like, hold on, I just have to find the Allen key. (laughs) Have you seen the antenna? (laughs) It's only scanning to Spanish channels. Do you know how to switch it to English? (laughs) It'll be fine. That actually happened to us the first time we tried to set up the antenna. Fair warning. (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah see it's gonna be a thing it'll be fine i'm not even worried uh well but anyway you were worried well anyway besides your betrayal <laughs> we almost got divorced for an hour yeah it's true it well because then it happened and then i just told you because i couldn't handle myself which was Fuck wild. Can we just spend a moment, y'all, on the fact that Kelsey sent me a message in Slack that said, I have to spoil you, followed by the thing. (laughs) Because it was going to be all over the internet instantaneously, and I wanted to be the one to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I would have made it to the next morning. I do not believe that for a second. I know how you work. I would have made it. But you didn't watch it for two days. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a weird weekend. See? There were too many factors. I was worried. (laughs) So the thing... The thing! 
Oh, I blew out my whole mic. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, the Just thing. like Jane the Virgin blew out our whole minds. Our whole minds. <laughs> Guys, they, spoiler alert, maybe brought Michael back. <laughs> <laughs> big maybe. Real big maybe. But basically he's back. He has a Bastille beard. <laughs> he does have a Bastille beard. A lot, a lot happened. So much pube beard. Oh my god. So what was that? I've read some takes on the internet, but what was that like not knowing that it was coming? Well, so I texted you. I did actually have a suspicion. Yeah. Because we, so we knew something. Yeah, like two episodes before the finale. No, it was during that episode. No, you told me like the day before at least. It was before the finale because I was like, no, there's no way. No. It was during that episode. You watched it two days later. I don't think it was. I remember receiving that text in the middle of a work day. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. I'll find um, receipts. I remember why, because of one of the lines they dropped during the episode. Mm-hmm. So I may have said it before, but I would have said it again. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> sure. Um, so I knew something big was happening, and I kept, I was trying to figure out, like, what it may be, and at one point, so Jane thinks she's going to get engaged to Raphael. And her mom says, like, oh, are you sure? And she goes, well, yeah, who else would it be? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, do you think by some weird happenstance they would bring Michael back? And lo and behold, yeah. she was, like, going... So the whole episode, like, Raph is really weird and he's got intel and it's, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it's super uncomfortable. And she goes to his house, and he, like, is super awkward. And then you knew, like, someone was in the house. And then he opens the door, and Michael was there. And I, I, like, even kind of knowing, like, who else could it possibly be? Yeah. I still, like, screamed as loud as I possibly could. (laughs) What was the scream? Did you say a word, or was it more like a sound? And was it, like, high-pitched or, like, guttural? It was high-pitched, and then I said, oh my god, for, like, two minutes straight, and I couldn't stop my brain. (laughs) I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. (laughs) And Danny came in, and he was like, what? (laughs) I know, that was gonna be my next question. Was he there, or did he have to, like, come check on you? Oh yeah, he, like, ran in the room. (laughs) And I couldn't, like, get the words out to explain, like, the long story of what had happened, and I was like, they did a thing! They said he was dead, he's not dead, now he's here, and oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) But then, like, so then I texted you immediately. Yes. But it was interesting, because, like, my mom watched it the next day, and Uh she doesn't like Michael. Uh Uh-huh. For reasons unknown. So she was, like, not happy. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, but, even if you're not happy... That's one huge time you got God. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, I have a Team Raph friend who also, like, had this very lukewarm response to the ending. Yeah. And I was like, how can you be be lukewarm at a time like this? Like, spoiler to next season's awards, the biggest time you got got in 2018 was this moment. It's definitely for sure. gonna be this one. There's no way no. television could outdo that. No way. But, like, what's so awesome about it, there's a lot of things that are awesome about it, but Catherine's article has a lot mm-hmm. uh, about, like, format and genre, kind of. Mm-hmm. But besides that, um, they tee you up for it for, like, three weeks at mm-hmm. least. Probably longer, but there's so many hints and so many, like, discussions about telenovela. Yep. And they talk about bringing people back. Yep. That it's, like, so clear when it happens. You're like, oh! And that's what made it fascinating watching once I knew. Mm-hmm. It made it agonizing to watch. Like, the whole Raph's behavior, the whole episode, is, like, so brutally painful. Like, I think he was supposed to look like a dick. Yeah. Like, I don't know what your read on him was, 
but because I knew that he knew and I knew what he was going through because he knew he was going to have to tell Jane and he knew that meant he was going to lose her. Yeah. It, like, it was such a gut-wrenching journey. I, like, I didn't really think he was being a huge dick. Yeah. Like, you could tell that there was more to come that he wasn't saying. Right. But it also didn't land that he was being super selfless. Yeah. Like, they thought it was. Like, I think it landed more as, like, a little gross. Yeah. Like, I was like, ew, you're just, like, gonna do it one last time, and she doesn't know. Like, it just felt a little gross. Well, that gave me Outlander feelings, though. Fair, 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 That was the scene that gave me the Outlander feelings. Sure. Because it was the same shit as... There's two different scenes where it triggered me, but it's the same shit as when Jamie knows he's taking her to the stones instead of to Lollybrock. No, you're and right. You're he's right. he's just trying to get one more moment wow. because this is the last wow. he's going to have with her. <laughs> wow. Be- and she has no fucking clue that he's about to walk away from the whole relationship just to fulfill her happiness and send her back to where she belongs. But there's a small difference there that it might be a little PG-13, but okay. <laughs> the sexy times are different. In those two scenes. I don't know how much that matters, though. It matters a little. You think, like, the difference between, like, fingering and actually boning down is, like, that significant? I mean, not to go there, but... But I think the motivation is, like, it's one Um, more for Raph versus one more for her. That's fair. That's all. Well, except it wasn't... Just... But he's less of a man than Jamie anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, no, that's a- absolutely true. But it wasn't just one more for Claire. It was also, like, he wanted to, like, remember what it was like right. to be with her. Right. And he he needed to focus and be in the moment to get that. Right. Which is why it was about her gratification as opposed to his. I just think it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little less gross. And how much of that is just based on your pure love for Shh, Sam Hewen? Shh, it's fine. <laughs> no, I still think that the motivations are worth considering there. It's fair. You're not totally wrong. But the Outlander feel that I had was definitely at the end. Was that yours? Yeah, I, I mean, I had multiple Outlander feels. This well, whole yeah. episode was, like, tapping in on so many of my Outlander slash husband feels, and it just got real weird a oh, lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of things got super weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crossover we didn't know we deserved. <laughs> <laughs> it just I already thought I was on a feelings journey that it was like, what if you had ten thousand more feelings and we went new places with them? Oh yeah. And I was like, you know, I didn't know I needed to go new places with these feelings. <laughs> and it's funny too because you don't get Jane's reaction. Right. So, like, it's unsettling. Like, it's not particularly, like, crying or happiness or anything. It's just, like, jarring, like... Well, it's kind of uncanny. It's, like, this... It's got this, like, uncanny valley, like, like almost spooky kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. Because, like, she walks in and gets a look on her face, and then the camera switches to him, and he turns around and has this, like, dead-eyed stare... Oh, and yeah, it's it, kind of creepy. <laughs> it's really fucking creepy. I, like, they've been posting, they, as in internet people, have been posting that screen grab of the moment when he turns around. Yeah. And so that's been all up and down Twitter. And I, it's, I, I mean, I guess it was supposed to be, like, seeing a ghost, and so that's why he's, like, kind of creepy. Yeah. That's my attempt at building intention there. But I found it really unsettling. Because then it just cuts. Yeah. Which is such a dick move, Jane the Virgin. I mean, it's wonderful, but it's they, a dick move for they us. They always pull dick moves, though. Oh, yeah. It's, like, part of their thing. That's how they roll. Should I talk about my theory? Yes. So I, for context, <laughs> Kirsty sent me a list of theories, and I ignored all of them. They were all dumb. I haven't read it yet. I didn't send them to validate them. I sent them because it, it was content. So 
neither of us have actually talked about what our theories are. Yep. I, hope, I don't know if you're prepared to talk about yours, but... I actually don't know if I have a theory. Did I tell okay. you I had a theory? No. Okay. I was <laughs> just holding mine for for recording purposes. <laughs> I had this moment of panic where I was like, did I think of something and then forget it? No, I just didn't know if you had one. Okay. <laughs> but my theory has three parts. Oh, boy. What initially made me think of it... I don't even know where to start. Does oh, it have three parts? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's like, I don't know, two or three. Um, (laughs) More than one. So there's a lot of questions about, like, why he's here, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, One of the biggest things about telenovelas that they always talk about in the past, like, three or four episodes that I think the internet has talked about, too, is amnesia. Yep. And possibly... (laughs) Like, because I was trying to think about, like, the Michael that we know and love. Mm-hmm. How could he just not ever come back? Mm-hmm. Even if, like, he was alive and had to fake his death. Whatever. Yeah. How could he just leave her for so long if he was around this whole time? But possibly an answer to that could be that he has amnesia. <laughs> but what would have caused it? Something... Like, a cardiac event doesn't cause amnesia. No, but something with the rose thing. All right. Like, some sort of situation. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he may have gone undercover or right. gone into some sort of witness protection, but then Rose could have found him. There could have been something. You know what right. I mean? Like, there could have been a situation. Whatever. That's part of it. Second part is I was thinking about our friend the narrator. Yep. And how his whole thing always is that Michael would love Jade until his dying breath. Yep. So if he's not dead yet, uh huh. I think the story would go that he would fall back in love with her even if he has amnesia. Huh. But he'd have to meet her all over again, basically. Interesting. Okay. And do you think that's how they would circumvent it being a love triangle again? Yes, and... The third piece of that is that same line. They never say that they would love each other. Oh, fuck. It's that Michael would love Jane. That's true. So it's possible that she wouldn't fall back in love with new Michael. That's true. So that's my current theory. I like that theory because a lot of people's beef and my initial beef... so. When Kelsey first told me, especially because I hadn't already seen the episode, I flew into a rage. You did. And I did not come down from my rage for about a day and a half. I mean, we had a lot of conflicted feelings happening. Oh, it was it was a roller coaster. I came down from my rage before I watched the episode, which was good because I wasn't... My rage definitely would have, like, colored my view of it. Yeah. So I had time to process my rage. And see, this is why I think there's value in spoilers. Anyway, uh, so, um, I, but part of my rage was, like, on top of, like, the complexity of the fact that we already saw him die, we already went through the grieving process, we already did all this storytelling, we it was feel all betrayed. Impactful. it meant so much to so many people, whatever, there's also the fact that, like, we've already done the love triangle, like, 900 times. Yep. So, like, so many times, I... By the time they were done with it, I was, like, so sick of them being in and out of love with various other people. Yeah. And now they've all come so far. And it was like, why would you do all this storytelling and bring these characters so far and allow them to achieve so much growth just to go back to the same old love triangle? Right. Until I read a take. Oh, boy. That suggested that the intent was never to bring back the love triangle. The intent has more to do with the fact that they have come so far and there has been so much growth. And whatever Michael's storyline is will not involve breaking up Jane and Raphael. See? And your theory supports that. It does. As much as I hate to say it, but also, like, that's some fucked up shit. (laughs) It is some fucked up shit. 
Oh, but no matter how you slice it, it is fucked up shit. I know. Like, it hurts me. Like, yeah, I've never I... been more upset at anything I've ever watched in my life. And then this happened. I mean, when he they killed him off. Right. Like, we all went through a lot. <laughs> we all went through so much. That, and like, I, that was where a bunch of my rage was coming from, is like, I feel like I went through the stages of grief. Like, I feel like a lot happened to me yep. that I had to deal with. Yep. And then we had to get through all the storytelling. Kirstie cried on her floor. I cried on my floor for two hours at two in the morning. <laughs> like, the paperwork I was working on that night had tear stains on it when I sent it out. I think you should send that paperwork to the network as part of your letter writing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> My tear-stained program calendars. Mm-hmm. So much crying. So much, though. Like, the next morning, I almost couldn't look my husband in the eye. <laughs> it was just too close to home. It got weird. A lot happened. Uh-huh. And that was just, like, the personal side of it. That's not even the side of my emotions that were invested in the narrative, which was, like, a whole separate kind of journey. Oh, yeah. Like, the narrative had its own feelings cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also uh. the captain of that one. <laughs> <laughs> and... To take us on such a fucking ride, and then to just wake up one morning and be like, never mind. I know. I know. Like, we watched him die, in theory. In theory. Publicly, too. Publicly! That's that's one of the things I don't totally understand about most of the theories about, like, witness protection and whatever, is, like, I guess it makes sense that he'd have to die publicly, but, like, why did he have to die publicly? Well, least, also, like, why we during the LSAT? Like, how reliable is our narrator? The most unreliable. Right. So, who knows? Who knows? But I just have so many questions now. And I, I didn't have any questions. I know. I came to a place of closure. Nope. It's almost like that's the whole point of using this particular genre for this <laughs> narrative. Uh, it's like they wanted to make a point about what format can do to your feelings. It is really impressive if this is truly a five-season show that the exact midpoint is when Michael dies. Mm-hmm. That's like, true. Like, they did some serious plotting. Even though they said that they didn't pitch him coming back until this year. But Jenny Ehrman had said that she knew all along how things were going to go. Yeah. Even Although she did say that she toyed with Michael all along the way. So I, either, Michael wasn't actually the point all along. Yeah. And what she was talking about is something much bigger and grander. Yep. Which just occurred to me and scares me a little bit. <laughs> like, Michael was never the point, and here I am spending all this time... Right. ...on fucking Michael. Right. Or she did actually know, and she's just been jerking everyone around. Right. There is a really good video of the, like, script reading, where they didn't tell... Anyone else that they were bringing him back, and they like opened up the door at that part, and he, yep. he was there, and it's so good. They like withheld the last page of the script, and then they stopped the table read and handed it out the page, and then they were like, "Okay, you can start reading." And then they opened the door. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh god i just can you imagine what it would have been like for gina rodriguez to know because she knew for what yeah almost a year just hide that little secret yeah and then i after watching that video of the table read day uh there's a moment where justin baldoni like gets up and it's so awkward like loves on him 
Yeah. And I definitely had this moment, which was all tied up in the other feelings I was having. Like, this is total projection. But I was, like, projecting my Raphael feelings onto him. So it's like, you know, Gina knew this whole time that Brett was coming back. But, like, Justin didn't know. And, like, now he's back. And, like, what if there's, like, some stuff there? Because, like, I don't know. Like, Gina and Brett are, like, best friends. And, like, Justin and Gina are best friends. And, like, maybe that's weird on set. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, boy. It got really messy in there. Yeah. It happens. It really happens. And, like, the TLDR of Catherine's other piece is this whole thing about how surprise doesn't have to be reserved for, like, dark peak TV shows, basically. And, like, it doesn't have to be condescending. Yep. And I, like, cheered out loud when I read that. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really important article. It was all about how, like, goodness has, like, just as high stakes as darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Jane the Virgin is an important television show. It's so good! It's so important. Everything it does is just, like, very important. I have a coworker who was on vacation out of the country and, like, didn't have phone service, and I sent her this, like, long text in all caps that was like, you need to catch up right now! I <laughs> I have a lot of feelings! You've missed... Because she hasn't seen anything from this season. I was oh, like, no. It's on Netflix. Catch up immediately. I don't care if you're on vacation. <laughs> oh, my God. And she came back and was like, well, that was something. <laughs> <laughs> That's stressful. She has the whole season ahead of her. I know. Oh, my God. I can't... So we've talked a lot about how we want to rewatch the show, but after Michael's death, we weren't sure if we could. Now maybe... we knew we'd have to get there. Yeah, so that's my question is, like, is it different for you now that you know that he's maybe back? Yeah, I want to know this... I want to know more. Okay. Like, I'm not ready yet. Because I... Yeah. There was some sort of tweets going around about him being a twin, and I, like, can't deal with that. That I don't think is real, though, because I'm pretty sure they had an actor in whatever season the brother was introduced, and so it would have already been established that his twin was not identical. Wait, he has a twin? Well, maybe it's not a twin, but he has a brother, for sure, that's, like, in canon. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, it was, like, a, a short stretch, but it's something about how he and his brother, like, don't have a good relationship. Oh. I mean, I feel like they already did the evil twin with Aneshka. Yeah, I feel like they would pick up a new trope now. Yeah. And they laid it down pretty heavy about amnesia, so. Yeah, they spent a lot of time on amnesia. What were, what, there were like three things from the Passion of Santos reboot that kept getting repeated. One of them was amnesia. Yeah. What were, what were the other ones? Lavender. <laughs> sure. Um coming back from the dead. Wasn't uh-huh. that one? Yeah. Maybe. Um it wasn't evil twin. No. I feel like I should go back and watch. I know. I yeah, I feel like it, the last like 3 episodes are worth. I feel like they give you the keys if you watch hard enough. They do. Well, and there was speculation that like the person you see walking in the third to last episode yep could have been michael but yep. i don't i don't think it was but i i would want to watch that section again to like see how that ties in and we also don't know who got shot right there's a lot unclear right now there's a lot that's very unclear they also made a reference that was over my head and i felt dumb <laughs> what was it the who Oh, who shot JR? Yeah. Yeah, I saw... I feel like I should know what that is. It's from Dallas, apparently. Oh, then no, I don't know what it is. My mom texted me, and she's like, did you get it? And I was like, no, I was not born when Dallas was a thing. I mean, maybe I was, but like... (laughs) The whole internet is She wasn't exposing me to Dallas at that age. (laughs) And the whole internet was like, oh, it was so clever, because we all knew it was coming, and they changed the order of the words instead. right. Uh, like sure sure <laughs> i just felt like that like 
I don't know. I think we're their demo, so I was confused. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're, the Google could probably, like, give it another, like, two weeks and then give it, like, the two weeks before the next season premiere. And uh, the internet will will have lots of analysis for you. Yeah. Explaining the history on that one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Petra storyline is going to be super interesting in season five because I'm still trying to figure out what they want to do with her. I was happy that they kind of gave her some lightness, I guess. Yeah. Even yeah, though, like, she like, actually her... got to be happy for once. Yeah, like, her storyline was pretty heavy in some ways, but also it was, like, more comic relief than a lot of the other things that were happening. Yeah. It, I just, like, I'm trying to understand why all of the, like, super jacked up criminal stuff seems to center around her. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think they've really teased out why all of the bad shit is centered around her. No. Yeah, like, Raph is caught up in some of it because of Rose. But even that stuff seems to, like, still somehow involve Petra more. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it feels like she's been put on a parallel track to everybody else. Yep. And I just want to know where they're taking that. I think that's a fair question. Yeah. I have felt from the beginning like they're trying to do something important with Petra. I just don't have a firm grasp on it the way I do with Jane. Something besides amazing fashion? Something besides amazing fashion. (laughs) And a baller haircut. I don't care what anyone says. That was a great fucking look for her. I don't love the haircut. Well, fuck you. Sorry. (laughs) Girl can rock a bob. She's got that shit on lock. I'm so proud of you, Petra. Oh, boy. (laughs) I will never get off of my short hair for women soapbox. I know you won't. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else that we missed? No, that's all the feelings, probably. I mean, if you guys have theories, please tell us what they are. Yeah, please tell us all your theories. My theories are really boring. I'm sort of in the general, like witness protection slash i i don't think it was witness protection i think he was undercover yeah and i'm assuming that that'll have to have something to do with louisa yeah because there's no other reason to leave her hanging because like for all intents and purposes we had closed her storyline when raph finds her on the island or wherever the fuck she is right Um, was he on that submarine with them maybe what if he was the captain of the submarine (laughs) (laughs) Who's the feelings captain now? Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, see what I did there? I see what you did there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so yeah, send us your theories and all of your feelings. I'm very curious. The internet got very quiet at the end of that weekend, and I'm like, hey, internet, we are definitely not done with this one. It's because we all watched it live and you missed it. Uh, I didn't miss it by long enough to justify everyone no longer talking about it on Monday. I don't know. It was pretty fun that whole weekend. It was fun, but also there's more to talk about. (laughs) If you're only talking about it when you have the initial escalation, then you're missing... uh, Have you ever seen the stress model of crisis, people? You're missing the best part to process the emotional impact of the crisis. Wow. Are we processing now? Yes. <laughs> and there's still more to process. Apparently. <laughs> I just don't feel like the internet always gives feelings the amount of space they really need. This has been your captain speaking. much in a long time. <laughs>
That's why we could never do live shows because <laughs> just be the whole thing. <laughs> no one signed up for that. No one signed up for that. Oh, oh my god. god. Uh, like I think there must be whew, somewhere in the training packet for like people who become performers a thing of like if someone busts you up on stage, here's how to come back from it and. Uh, I'm never going to pass that class. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <sighs> well, if you have a feelings journey, <laughs> you would like me to take you on. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at HeyWatchWithUs. <laughs> you can also find us by email, HeyWatchWithUs at gmail.com. Uh, if you need a break from the feelings, we have a feelings-free website, hatewatchwithus.com. <laughs> it hasn't been updated since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a whole different world back then. Uh-huh. I don't know. We're also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Uh, Kirstie and- was on an episode of Beer with Geeks recently, and it was awesome. Yes. Frank and I talked about old movies, and it was very fun. For the record, I have seen old movies. <laughs> <laughs> I put Kelsey on blast and apparently misrepresented her entire media experience. Instead of saying Kelsey hasn't seen a lot of this particular genre, she said Kelsey hasn't seen any old movies ever, <laughs> not no. once, not never. <laughs> What's really upsetting about it is that... The- I didn't get to finish the thought, and that was what I had in my brain, but then I didn't say the words, and I just expected everyone to know, because you all know me by now. (laughs) (laughs) But nope. But nope. So, any Beer with Geeks listeners out there, I know a little bit more than what Kirstie lets on. (laughs) Okay, but only, like, a little bit more. Listen! spirit of what I was saying was not wrong. You, during rom-com education, you were not able to use my frame of reference to explain rom-coms to me. Your frame of reference was too limited for me. (laughs) My frame of reference was the OG, okay? I've seen plenty of those. Uh Uh-huh. I have. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Miss, I love musicals, but I haven't seen La La Land. Because it's a modern musical, who cares? But have you seen that French movie that it's based on? Because I have. Well, I'm Kelsey, and I watch (laughs) movies. (laughs) Old movies! (laughs) You dick. (laughs) It's not even your brand! Like, why are you so upset? Because I sat through so many film classes. (laughs) What film class is like, here, have the Doris Day canon? That's where I've seen almost all of those types of movies. Oh my god. I took a whole semester of Italian 50s movies. (laughs) You also have said on multiple occasions that you don't even like musicals that much. I don't. That's why I said, to clarify, I haven't seen a lot of old movies that are musicals. Okay, but that was like most of the genre we were discussing in that episode. I'm just saying context matters, Kiersey. (laughs) The spirit of what I was saying was not wrong. Uh Uh-huh. You heard it here, folks. Uh Uh-huh. 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 We'll see. You didn't tell me that you drank soda until last episode. All <laughs> you right. You just Mark wait me. until I make some sweeping generalizations while you're on maternity leave. <laughs> She's gonna get so buck wild. <laughs> I'm gonna be whisper shouting over my baby's head, like, what did you just say? <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, anyway, all of that is to say that, uh, Beer with Geeks is a show you could listen to. Yeah, it is. Um, we're friends with them. There's also other shows at the Thought Bubble Audio Network, and, uh, they probably have fewer feelings than we do, if, if that's 
your demo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can find them at the Thought Bubble FM on Twitter. (laughs) I couldn't get the words out. No. Um, Or uh, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com and some other places, but I'm broken, so. That's fine. We gotta call it. (laughs) Um, What am I missing? Eurovision is so soon, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Eurovision's really, really soon. We also haven't really made this enough of an Outlander episode, so... um... I had a whole Outlander feelings journey. I just want to make sure we're representing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in our last episode, we only referenced Outlander three times, and only one of them was by name. That is unacceptable. (laughs) I know! (laughs) I, at first, I was proud of us because I was like, oh, we can do it without it being an Outlander episode. And then I was like, you know what? We had more to say about that, though. We should flesh that one out. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. We're just so fucking funny. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>